Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Brick layers and ball shorts. Coaching from the side of the ball court. If you know, you know. One stop like a Walmart. We got the tennis balls for the wrong sport. If you know, you know. If you know about the carport, them trap doors supposed to be awkward. If you know, you know. That's the reason we ball for. Circle round twice for the encore. If you know, you know. What up, 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 yeah, 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 2023, baby, yeah, Virginia football, we back, one more round of applause, God damn it, we here, yeah, we here, yeah, speaking of sip the juice, hey yo, let me tell you something, you volunteers on Twitter. Hey, man. Y'all trash talking skills. Trash can juice. Not all of y'all. But it's a couple of y'all. Y'all need to just... Sip the juice. I got enough to go around. I don't know what in the... What in the Sam hell be going through y'all minds to go down to your thumbs. Because... Make sure y'all got some IEPs next time, man. Make sure you got accommodations, cause look, man, y'all y'all twenty eight point favorite, but that don't mean you just can say anything on social media and be lying. Just lie, just lie, lie, lie. All right, man. What's up, man? It's the Ball Hawk Show. I'm your host, Amal Hawkins. Appreciate you rocking out with me. We will be previewing Game One, the University of Virginia versus the Tennessee Volunteers. Taking place this Saturday at Nissan Stadium. 69,143 people will be in attendance because the game is sold out, Jack. Sold out. This is a home game. This ain't no neutral site. It's still down there in Nashville, Tennessee. Okay? Now, the who's lucked out? Because it's 69 and not 100,000. <laughs> Man, let me tell you something, boy. Woo! They did us a solid by being at Nissan Stadium. Because if this was that, man, let me tell you something. Salute to the sponsors, Abra Insurance. Go to Abra Insurance for all your insurance needs. That's home, business, auto, life insurance, the great people at Able. And you know, before we get started, you know, we got to bless We got to bless the podcast, man. I don't, hold on. Where the audio at? Hold on, man. Mm-mm. No, we can, you know, we, we, we started off right. We start off the, the podcast right, baby. Let's go. Y'all thought, y'all thought I wasn't going to play Guardian Names? I told you. This is how we set the tone. Yeah. Before we get to it, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Believe Network. This is where you can find a podcast set. And then it streams to other platforms, man. Apple iTunes, Spotify. 
YouTube. Let's go. Let's go. TJ to official. Extra sips right out the mud. I keep my style phone. And I find it hard to sleep at night when them demons bite me today. To my night, see enemies through the sight. You taking flight or you fight? I can be your night. We just go right to the breakdown. That's it. My guardian angel. My guardian angel. My guardian angel, my guardian angel, my guardian angel, my guardian angel. That's, that's, hey, hey, every time we got a UVA podcast on this show, you gonna hear TJ2 official guardian angel, man. Shout out to Sean Perry. Shout out to Devin Chandler. Shout out to the Arab Dale Lavelle Davis Jr. Shout out to my three young kings. And what got me serving Juiced earlier, this right here. Sip the juice. I got enough to go around. Right now, while I'm recording this, it was some some it was a shaky little tweet on Twitter on the X now. That was real tasteless. And she apologized, so I ain't gonna out her handle. Cause she wouldn't apologize and she would have kept trying to double trip her down. I was gonna put her out her handle. But I'm I'm fall back, calm down, sit down, cause ball hawk is mature. But Patty Hawk ain't mature. Patty Hawk is very immature. Yeah, baby, and you better be lucky, ball hawk controlling this microphone, cause I say your handle. You know what I'm saying? I don't care nothing about it. If when when I say your handle, if I say your handle, cause you ain't gonna know, cause he gonna edit it out if I say your name. But you lucky, and all you little in sync backstreet boys, Justin Timberlake's, all you bye bye bye's little boys that trying to cape for, it cause you want to slide in their DMs. Talking about when she she wasn't, you know, the, the, it happened a year ago. And you know when she meant, nah, shut up, sucker. Shut your mouth. Calm down. Sit down. Hold on. You know what we mean. How about that? Since you, you, you try to tell us what she mean, let me tell you what we mean. Keep talking. Keep talking. With your little thumbs. Keep, keep, keep trying to save her. Don't save her. She don't want to be saved. Don't save her. She don't let me get to the preview. All right. I'm scared probably about 20 people away from cutting the podcast out. Cause like, man, he just he he I just I'm just here to hear about the preview. Like, what is he talking about? I don't have the X. I don't have the bird. I don't have that app. I wish Ahmad would just get right to it. Sorry. You know, this a hey, fast forward a little bit, then you'll get to the the in-depth. Preview of Tennessee versus Virginia, but we here. All right. We here. So check this out, man. We're going to review uh, Tennessee. We're going to be unbiased. I'm unbiased when I preview games. All right. So it's going to be some things that you ain't going to want to hear. It's going to be some things you don't like to hear. It's going to sound like I ain't. Did you go to UVA? Uh, thought you were alum. Hey, man. I'm being an analyst right now. I got a job to do, and I'm going to do my job quite well. So if you're sensitive and you're delusional, <laughs> cut it off now. If you're a Tennessee volunteer fan, I appreciate you for tapping in. I ain't going to slander your team. I'll have a little fun, but I'm going to be real. Anybody that's been listening to these previews over the year, let you know one thing about Ball, he's going to be real in his preview. I'll have a little fun. I'll have a little banter. You know what I'm saying? I'm a trash talker. But Tennessee, it's team loaded, man. <laughs> like, what what were we thinking when we? All right, 
So here we go, man. Look, look. Let me tell you something about tennis. Let me let me get out my notes because I got a lot of notes. That's that. This how I know it's gonna be a long game. I got a. I, this ain't because it's the first game. I have a lot of notes and ain't even played a game yet. This is just going off last year, and I get it. You know, guys got drafted. Blitnikoff winner, Heisman hopeful. I know. I get it. But they still got so. Let me give you the gist of Tennessee right now, Cavalier Nation, if you ain't know, Wahoo Nation. Their offensive breakdown, check this out. Head coach Josh Heupel. His volunteer offense was the best in college football a season ago, putting up over 46 points, 525 yards per game. They led the country in both statistics. Even though they lost Hendon Hooker and, and Jalen Hyatt, they still got the same scheme. And let me let me let me show you. Let me let me let you know something about Hypo, man. Ever since he quarterbacked the Oklahoma and won the state and then our state championship. Man, they gonna know what Lyle's got me scared of saying like world champion and stuff. But look, man, everywhere Hypo's been, man, his offense has been electric. In the words of my dog Cola, dynamic. When he was at Mizzou, they averaged 500 yards, 502 yards. Went to UCF, 522, 540, 568. Then 2021 at Tennessee, 479. And last year, 525, 2530. That's a lot of yards. Wahoo Nation, we know two years ago with Brandon Armstrong coaching now, we saw how dynamic an offense can get and how electric it can get and how scary it is for a defense. Can you imagine this dude got a track record of averaging, if you go by the numbers, on average, his offenses average over five. He had one season, and it was his first year at Tennessee in which they, they <laughs> total offense wasn't over 500 yards. And that was 474.9. That's basically 475 yards. Like, we'll take that. He basically took, check, look, so you got 479, 474.9 in 2021. Then 525.5. That basically totals up to 500 yards. Average in two seasons. Like, look, like, like, he get better every, like, everywhere he's been, he's gotten better every year. You think I'm lying? So, at Mizzou, the two years he was there, they went from 500 to 502.2. UCF, he went from 522 to 540 to 568. Mm. Coach Hyper was the 2022 Associated Press SEC coach. Blah, blah, blah. God dang it, we get it. All right, man. I get it. You're really good. You've been successful. Your offense, like, I get it, Coach Hyper. But if y'all didn't know, man, uh, they got a vertical passing game and a vertical rushing spread offense. So basically, it's like NASCAR. They want to get to the line quick. They want to assess the defense, see if you're panicking. Because a lot of times when you go hurry up offense or NASCAR, not hurry up, but you just go NASCAR, meet an up-tempo, you get to the line of scrimmage. You're not essentially trying to snap it as soon as the referee moves because, you know, they give the defense time to sub and things of that nature. But once the, once the referee moves, they're going to assess the defense. And they may go on, on quick clap. They may go on the first clap or they may fake the clap to see how you respond. They want to see if you're going to try to shift late Shade if you're going to show a two safety look and then you got somebody creeping down in the boundary or to the field. They're going to see if the DBs are square up to the receiver or they cocked to where the shoulders are pointed towards the quarterback, indicating that it's some type of 
combo zone, things of that nature. So they're trying to put you in the bind. They're trying to make your defense very vanilla because when things are going fast, the easy thing to do is to check to a coverage, either cover four or cover two. That's usually the two coverages you see when somebody hurry up. They play quarters, keep everything in front. Now, if you want to keep playing man, then they know you have what put like this with their offense. If they feel like you're gonna play man, that means you're gonna bring a safety down. They're gonna try to. They're gonna run right at you, but then they're gonna set up their play action. They're gonna take their shot. If they see they're like they'll let you beat them one play, but don't think you're gonna do the same thing back to back. Or you may get the same thing back to back and be successful, but they feel like they got a counter for your counter. They really feel like that. They have a lot of plays that look alike. And they would go through progressions. They'll give it to the back, give it to the back. They'll pull it, throw it to the slot, pull it, throw it to the slot, pull it, throw it to the outside, pull it, hit you with a pump fake, take a deep shot, and it'll be the same formation, same look, same run action, same everything. And they lull you to sleep. Last year they were explosive. And I know people are saying, you know, um, you know, Joe Melton the third is the quarterback now. So Joe Milton III is a guy that was at Michigan, transferred to Tennessee in 2021. He won the job. He started the first two games, but in the second game, he got injured versus Pitt. Hendon Hooker came in, who transferred from Virginia Tech. The rest is history of how record-breaking Hendon Hooker was. Like, he was prolific. Two of the most prolific seasons in Tennessee history. And they had quarterbacks at that university. But when you look at Melton, when I looked at Melton last year, I looked at the spring game, but I really looked at the Clemson game because that was a live action game. And Clemson's, uh, you know, has a very stout defense. Um, and that 2022 Orange Bowl, he was 19 to 28, 251 yards, three touchdowns. He's three and one as a starter at Tennessee, five and four overall. Uh, he hasn't thrown an interception. While he's been at Tennessee, 12 touchdowns, no interceptions. Out of 114 FBS quarterbacks that have thrown 10 or more TDs, he's the only quarterback to not throw an interception. Very, very live arm. Big league arm. Like Anthony Richardson type arm. And he's not the norm. Like you think, okay, I'm going to be real with you. African-American quarterback, you probably think athletic, he going to run. He actually... It's a pocket passer. He wants to remain in the pocket and use that big arm. He 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 got some weapons on the outside as well. Um, if I could just sh- share with you guys that are returning and the numbers they had last year, the one guy that jumped out to me was Squirrel, who actually had a hundred yards. Um, Squirrel White, he had a hundred yards in that bowl game last year. He had thirty catches. 481 yards, two touchdowns, average 16 yards a catch. Um, Bruce McCoy, he returns. 52 catches, 667 yards, four touchdowns. Um, Ramel Keaton, 31 catches, 562 yards, five touchdowns, 18.1 yards a catch. And so Bruce and Ramel are bigger receivers. They like, if I'm not mistaken, they're like 6'2 or 6'3 and then Squirrel is the diminutive receiver. So Bruce is 6'3, 220. Squirrel is 5'10, 165. Ramel Keaton, number nine, he's 6'3, 197. Bruce McCoy wears number 15. 
Uh, Melton's a bigger size quarterback as well, 6'5", 235. He has pocket mobility to where he may not be looking to run, but he can run. He can run. Uh, Tennessee has <laughs> three or four running backs that can give you that work. They got a good offense, man. They're going to have a good offense. And then they got uh, who returned. So Jalen Wright, he had 89 yards in the bowl game. uh, Jabari Small, he had 38 yards in the bowl game and a touchdown. He returns. So if you look at their numbers from last year, just to give you an idea on how they produce, like the production that they're returning. So Jalen Wright, 875 yards. Jabari Small, 734. So that's back. So the top two rushers are back. You know, that's 1,500 yards. That's 1,600, actually. Yeah, 1,600 yards together. So, offensive line, they got experience there. Um, Even the guy they had transfer in, he has a plethora of starts under his belt. They big up front, 6'5", 320, 6'6", 310, 6'3", 305, 6'3", 325, 6'5", 315. Spragans, the right guard, started 13 games last year. Copa Mays, the center, started 13 games last year. Um, you got Gerald Mincy. He started seven games last year. Uh, John Campbell Jr., he started 12 games before he transferred in. Uh, Jeremiah Crawford. He actually started at left left tackle. He started some games at left tackle, if I'm not mistaken. So all those guys have experience, except for the left guard. I think he's the only one that doesn't have experience. So they so as much as Hendon Hooker was great, and um, as much as Hyatt was great as well, it's a tall task, and they plan to against our strength, which is our defense, one of the best defenses in the country as far as third down conversion percentage, as well, um, as, well as sacks, as well as um, versus the pass. Like the Wahoos defense last year was very good. Very good, very stout, very dependable. Was on the field a lot too, and they still put up impressive numbers. Very impressive numbers. So, uh if you haven't had a chance to see Tennessee, and I know they're uh, four touchdown favorite, they legit. I can see why. I don't think that's no shade. I don't think that's any disrespect. I think that's warranted just because of what they can do offensively and what we couldn't do last year offensively. Like, even if they score, say they scored 28 or 35, our defense, our offense averaged only like 17 points last year, something very pedestrian, something that was trash can juice. So that just give you a better idea of why they have us as big-time underdogs. So you got to go in there not trying to get, you know, punched in the mouth hard that first quarter because they start out fast. They're one of the best offenses in the country when it comes to first quarter scoring as well. 
Last year, UVA scored 48 points in the first quarter, and I believe Tennessee scored like 147 points in the first quarter. Some crazy stat like that. So think about that. They want, they've been one of the best first quarter offenses. Let me look, look, look at this. Check, look at this stat right here. Tennessee outscores opponents 331, 331 to 123 in first quarters under Josh Heupel, including 190 to 51 in 2021 20, games and 141 to 72. They scored 141 points in the first quarter. And how many points we did I say we scored? It was 40-something, right? God bless America. We scored 48. They scored 140. Now, granted, you know, we, we didn't play our last, was it two games, three games? And they, you know, and they had a bowl game as well. But still, that's a lot of points. This is going to be, this first quarter, I'm, hey, look, I'm going to be biting all my nails off this first quarter because they start fast, quick, fast, in a hurry. And we on the road. So so that puts the onus on our offense, really. Like, you got to be successful. You got to be balanced. You got to be efficient. You got to get this defense ample time to get on the sideline and come up with adjustments to what they're seeing. You have to. Last year, uh, Tennessee also averaged 199.5 rushing. Rush. So they averaged 326 passing last year, which was fifth in the FBS and first in the conference. Then they, and they also averaged 199.5 yards. Pick your poison, right? If it was up to me, man, you know, defensively, which is our strength, you know, um, I would utilize my defensive line, play two safety high, and bank on those four guys really being stout, bank on my linebackers really identifying. Um, they run past keys, being patient. If I'm a corner, keep everything in front of me, tackle, uh, because offensively they will set you up. They're going to try to run the football hat on hat. They don't care about that one extra guy that's free. They feel like they back and take care of that. That's the one thing I can say about them. Like, they expect flow to be their best friend, and then they expect their five-star and four-star to utilize those stars versus your three-stars or and or your four-stars. And even also five-stars you may have on defense. I saw when they played Bama. It would be a, a free guy on that stout defense and their backs would run through arm tackles. Cause with Temple, they trying, it's like that, it's like going to the body in a championship fight. They figure they're gonna take your legs away from you. It's a reason why they're going tempo. You gotta be able to tackle. That's the number one key to this game. You got, I know I'm jumping around, but that just popped in my head. You got to be able to tackle going against this offense. You got to keep everything in front of you. You got to be able to. You got to see if they can matriculate down the field methodically. Like, can they methodically just keep being keep, like? Can you have the like? Can you force them to settle for 
three and four yard gains back to back to back to back to back without the chunk play because they want a chunk play. But what happens if they throw that quick bubble screen or that quick smoke screen or that quick slant or that quick error route or a quick mess route or a pull and they throw a bang eight or a pull or they throw the skinny post in the seam because your safety was cheating and the nickel didn't get his hands on the slot. But what happens when you send for you got guys who are reading, reacting, coming up, mirroring, seeing where the ball is at. So when you put the ball in the belly of the running back, they freeze, they extend their hands, and their eyes are on the back, the line, defensive lineman. They maintaining gap integrity. If I like, if you could visualize what I'm saying, like you ready, 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 set, ready, ready, and hit a clap, pop, and then you hear the center go go, and soon the center snap the ball, the lineman fire off, boom, hand inside the chest plate, extend. Get high, move him to a side to the gap that you're responsible for, and look and see where the back is at. He put the ball in the, in the belly of the back. You maintain that, that gap integrity, and you're still looking while pushing. He pulls it. You discard the, deep, the offensive lineman, and you get to your rest lane. He hand it off. You remain stout. If you feel like you're going to get pushed back, you cause a pile, but you allow the backers to stay free. You, you know, we got the juggernaut. We're going to ask them the two guy. Hey, man, don't let that center on. Don't let that guard tandem block and get up to the next level. One of our backers could be free. Let's see if that tight end could get there. Because we understand with zone blocking schemes or with vertical blocking schemes, offensive linemen can step the, up the field one to two yards. This ain't old school where you had to, you know, step and then back up real quick. You can actually come up the field but then hold your water right there if it's a play action. So if our front four can really be dynamic, whether we're shading, whether we're slanting, because, again, and I didn't go over, you know, our defense, uh, the linebacker position is something that's really going to be under the spotlight versus this offense. Because we want to play the four guys up front straight up. It's going to be imperative for them to really decipher what's going on as far as running pass. But if it's run, you got to make the plays as the backers. Because I want my secondary guys to make sure we're keeping everything under wraps. There's going to be some plays where you're going to have a safety coming down the boundary and we got to fire. Now we got we to be aggressive. If we're going to go out there and we're going to fire and we're going to blitz, you got to get home. Because they're going to attack the middle of the field. And then if they get you one-on-one on outside one of them big body receivers, it's going to be a 50-50 ball. Matter of fact, probably just be a back shoulder. Keep everything in front of you. If our defensive line is truly our strength and Chico Bennett won't be playing this game, but we had the death, a guy like Ben Smiley, coach been saying your name a lot. Hey, son, this is it, man. This is it. From the 69,000, make them remember who 10 was. Because he been talking about 10 all fall. I feel like Aaron Famui, with, with his past rushing skills from the inside, can be an X factor as well. Like, we know what Cam Butler can do. We know what PK1 could do. Like, those guys get after the quarterback. I, I feel like when you have a D tackle who is savvy and has the sudden quickness that Aaron Famui has, he can cause an issue with their interior lineman, especially the one interior lineman that – let me make sure he ain't had no starts, though, man. I don't want to be out here saying stuff that's wrong. Hold on. The one lineman they got. 
What was his name? That ain't had no starts beside. Oh, no, they all got starts. Oh, no, no, no. Number 70. Andre Carrick. I hope I'm saying his name right. Let me make sure he ain't got no starts. Because if he ain't got no starts, that's the one you got to get the matchup on. No dis- Y'all, never mind. <laughs> never mind. He actually do got it. He had three stars last year. I'm tripping. He got five stars for his career. Never mind. All of them got starting experience. Scratch that. But still, Aaron, get busy for Hawaii. You know what I'm saying? Now, on the back end, we got Corn King, man in one in the corners. Um, two transfers, Sam Westfall and Malcolm Green at the right corner. I'm interested to see how that's going to play out. You feel me? You know, how do we, like, are they rotating? Are you going with the hot hand? Um, Tavon, he moved into the spur, meaning he's the nickel. Tavon, very savvy. Um, a guy that has a lot of range. I like him at the spur. Yona Sanker, I think, is a star. And my man Langston Long, they had him playing some backer in, in, in fall camp, also in the spring. He's back at strong safety because we don't know the status of Antonio Clary, but Langston is that. It's, see, it's something about wearing number three. When you wear number three, you got to, like, bite people's face off when you hit them. And you got to play around with being a linebacker or at least – a box safety in the sense. Cause it's amazing. Like when Quinn Bland had three, he was in the box biting people's face off. Anthony Poindexter, he played linebacker, then he went to safety, biting people's face off. Lex Long last year, y'all remember that Illinois game? He was biting people's face off. Then they put him at backer, got him up in the box. He 220 now. And you put him back at safety, but now he's unaccounted for. Like, linebacker, they know you there. You, you're you a part of the count. One, two, boom. 55 is my mic. Who's the Sam? Who's the Will? Boom, boom, boom. But when you're the safety and you come down late, you're unaccounted for. And if three unaccounted for, <laughs> let me tell you something. Only thing about this, though, if three come down accounted for, he's accounted for the running back. And once they see he's accounted for the running back and they think he's unaccounted for, they're going to pull it. Pass. What that mean? If you got one safety down, what that mean? We one on one on the outside. If you got two safeties back, you got an additional help guy. Also, will Tennessee utilize their running backs out the backfield? What can our linebackers do in the passing game? Are we triggering them? Are we just gonna send four? So that's the chess match. That's what Coach Rudd. He's been phenomenal with his ability to stay ahead of the opposing offensive court. And you know Tennessee. Has a new offensive coordinator this year. They lost their coordinator from last year. But, again, um, the, the staff that they have, like, when you look at Tennessee's staff, especially, the, like, their defense, like, the guys that are position coaches are ex-defensive coordinators or ex-head coaches. Guys on offense the same way. They might be an ex-coordinator or an ex-head coach. Like, and they come together collectively. I saw an article with the offensive coordinator basically was talking about how, you know, they may have lost – Last year off as a coordinator, but nothing's really changed for him because they collectively come come to the table as a group. So <sighs> I don't worry about the offense. Defensively, I gotta worry about like when it comes to the volunteers on defense, very athletic, fast, stout versus the run. Like like, 
they make you throw at them. And they, it's like the same philosophy with our defense. They feel like with they front four, they got a big front four too, dog. Look at this, man. Listen to this, listen to this front front four on defense they got. The, the matter of fact, just listen to the middle guys, the two D tackles. 6'4", 320. Omari Thomas. Then Omar Norman Lott is 6'3", 301. And Bryson Eason is 6'3", 310. They got another dude, Elijah Sims, who's 6'2", 340. Then they got another dude, Correct uh, Garland, 6'3", 310. The reason why I'm saying that because Ty Furness, he only 282. Ty, man, I hope you've been squatting. I hope you've been lunging. Because you're going to need to be stout when you snap the ball. You got 320, 340. I know they the one techniques. I know for sure both of them dudes are one. I know Amari Thomas and Elijah Simmons going to be right there in that one technique between the guard and the center, ready to fap you as soon as you snap the ball. They fap. Help me. That's the that's the protection. Okay. When you hey, when we doing pre-snap, the blocking scheme is called help me. All right. Respectfully. This ain't no disrespect to you, bro, but they they outweigh you about 40 pounds almost. You 382. Brother, brother. This man outweigh you by damn near 60 pounds. That's a tall task. Noah 315, and then Brian Stevens is 296. Hey, look, man, like I said, pound for pound, I need you strong and get down because that's a lot of day going to do right in front of you, bro. So I'm paying attention to that triangle, the guard and the center versus their two, well, they got one, two, three, four, really five guys. That's bigger than y'all as far as weight wise, and then another. Well, even uh, Hobbs is two ninety, the freshman. But you know that's more around in y'all weight class. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all like one of the Charlo brothers right now, going up to fight Canelo. You weren't going from one fifty four to one sixty eight in the sense. <laughs> hey man, but yeah man, technique's gonna be the key. Technique, understanding where the defender wants to go, especially in, in pass pro. <clears throat> Tony Musket, you got to be decisive. <clears throat> Understanding matchups pre-snap. Um, playing within yourself. Take what the defense give you. Be efficient. That's what you were, that's what you were at Monmouth. You were very efficient. Um, just a high level, high IQ quarterback. Um, you're more athletic than what people think. And uh just get the ball to your playmakers. Cause look, they want to run. Just use four. Like, they're going to be vanilla versus us initially. They want to see what we can do. But lo and behold, they're going to feel like they could come down and hunt us. They're going to feel like they DBs because just go ahead and strap. They got, they got some they got some nice-sized corners, man. Kamal had a 6'1", 197. Slaughter, 6'1", 190. Julie is 6'2", God, dog, you got some dig on avatars out there, boy. Jesus, wheeze. Y'all got a lot of oars starting that corner. We don't know who's starting that corner for them. Both of that, both of the corners got oars. So that means they all gonna play. They all six foot or taller. That means they coming in your face, long arms, ready to clamp you and run with that top field shoulder. If they play off, that's that should be to your advantage. Well, then again, Malachi's a man out there. 
Malachi six four two twenty man. Let me tell you something, man. You bet y'all better pack your lunch for eight, man. I ain't talking no trash, but that that dude, he ain't gonna talk no trash till he just gonna play. But I can't wait to see what um Sedarian Harrison does and Jaden Gibson, them two young boys. I can't wait to see when Demeek go ahead and <laughs> we take a shot with Demeek Sterling, man. I can't wait. To Demeek has been a surprise to me because I expected Jr. to be a starter and then Demeek to come off the bench. But to see that Demeek won that um, battle and he's one of the starting receivers and Jr. like Jr. is going to get some burn. Like they're going to play. We're going to keep guys fresh. We got a lot of weapons. We're going to utilize them. But the last thing I want to talk about offensively. The most important thing that we want to see this year, besides execution piece and, and the drop balls, run the dang um, football. All we hear about is the running back room and how much talent we got. Paris Jones, Mike Hollins, Kobe Pace, Xavier, Cody, my man, G34, Greasy. Big fellas. I need you to pack your lunch, man. Get some moving up there. Get low and nasty like my my dog Coach 2J would tell y'all. Get low and nasty. I need it. Because if we can't run the ball, we don't have a shot. Because if we can't run the ball and we got to throw the ball, do you know how much of a strain that's going to put on our defense with that high-octane offense? They want to make it a shootout. They want to make it a shootout. So we got to be able to neutralize their offense by being able to sustain drives, be very balanced. But you got to win at the point of attack, bro. You have to. We can't come out there trying to be cute because they're going to punch us in our mouth, bro. You can't expect these dudes to keep pass prone being outweighed 60 and 70 pounds in the middle. Because the worst thing a quarterback wants to see is pressure to in their face where they can't climb the ladder. They can't move up in the pocket. They always got to get out the backside, you know, going out towards one of the tackles. Where them fast guys is at. All the elite quarterbacks want to step up, slide up in the pocket. And if you getting bullied and you sitting in their lap, in his lap, I mean, that's going to be a long day. Now it's going to be thrown off the back foot and it's going to be a lot of here's. Like here, take your other team. I don't want to get hit. So the point of attack is very important for the Wahoos. Do I think the Wahoos are going to win this game? I don't. I think that's a lot to ask for this team with so many question marks and so many we got to wait and see. This is out of respect for Tennessee and what they do have, what they have coming back from last year, what their coach has shown over the years. Like, I would be the biggest homer ever to pick UVA versus Tennessee right now. So if you're a Wahoo fan or you're a player and you listen to this, I'm just being real, bro. As an analyst – Tennessee should win this game. Like, you got to shoot for more victory. You got to just not get blown out. You win this game, it's a chance. You got like a 4% chance. You know what I'm saying? 96 to 4. I'll give you a 4% chance. But Tennessee, how can you not pick Tennessee, bro? So... You're a 28-point underdog. But there's a reason why you play the game. 
Nobody knows how you're going to be on offense. Nobody knows how you're going to be up front. Nobody knows if the guys on the outside could be playmaker. Nobody knows. Nobody knows how the kicking game is going to be for the Wahoos. They know how the punt team is because they got one of the best punters in the country. But they want to know if you get in the gold zone or the red zone or the green zone, any of the zones that you want to call it, can you finish if you can't score? Can you at least get three to alleviate some of the pressure? Because last year we couldn't alleviate nothing. It won't no such thing as field goal range for us because it won't even a high probability. We was going no disrespect to Will and the kickers. I'm just being real with y'all, man. You know I'm a realist, man. If you don't like what I say, motivate and, and <laughs> do your job better. And I'm gonna be right there, like I told you, boy. Told you they was good. But yeah, man, I got Tennessee winning this game. I mean, I got Tennessee with the highest probability of winning this game. I can't say we just gonna lose. It ain't looking good. That's what I'm saying. Tennessee fans, man, um, I appreciate y'all, you know, trying to spark up uh, a little banter on the X app. But y'all are really some trash can juice when it comes to talking trash. I just want to tell you, like, y'all ain't nothing like y'all football team is on the field. Y'all, y'all, y'all terrible. Like, just, just cheer and ride the wave. Don't be out here trying to talk slick because y'all can't even talk slick. Like, it don't even make sense. Like, it's just... Like, what? Some of the stuff y'all been typing, like, what? Respectfully. Respectfully. I like I like banter. I like to talk some trash, have some fun, but one person was like, oh, Tony's a clown. He really want to hype his job bad. No, that's a lie. Like, your AD lied. He out here capping. How many hats you going to wear, Danny White? Come on, bro. Tony didn't say you offered him the job, man. Like, come on, man. That's what we doing now as an AD. Huh? Tony Elliott said after he had the interview, he just felt like that job ain't for me, so he wasn't going to try to pursue it. We all have interview for a job, said thanks for the opportunity. You guys said we'll be in contact, we'll be in touch. And then when we go home, we talk to our loved ones, like, you know what, I'm going to take my name out of the race. So he ain't saying he turned you down. He ain't saying, you, he did not say that you offered. But the fact that you capping, come on, man. Don't do that, bro. Come on, man. That ain't right. Tony ain't Tony won't even out here talking like he turned you down, man. That's lame. Don't be lame like that, man. All right. So this is the Ball Hawk Show podcast. Hope you hopefully y'all enjoyed the preview, man. Um, shoot, it's almost forty five minutes. I apologize for it. I don't like him to be this long, but with the first one was so much to talk about. It is what it is, man. Make sure you check me out on Believe Network. Go to Believe Network. Follow the Ball Hawk Show podcast. Why the hell is my dogs barking? Um, also, make sure you go to AmarHawkins.com if you want any of my media contact. Content is all in one hub. All the walk downs from over the, the walkthroughs from over the years. My podcast, it's a link there that you can go directly to Believe website where my podcast is at. Um, if you have um, um, Apple Spotify, any of the podcast platforms, the Ball Hawk Show is available for you. And that's all I got, man. Good is the enemy of great. Be great in everything that you do. Never let nobody tell you you can't do what you set your mind out to do, man. Wahoo wah. I'm out. Peace. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.